Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas of the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. A lot to get into here on a Thursday, needless to say, after what went down Wednesday night, the Los Angeles Chargers making it official. Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, joining me now, by the way, is uh, the Sporting Tribune's Grant Mona. But uh, we had to get on the Sporting Tribune's Fernando Ramirez to talk about the big news that's been, you know, rumored for a while. Fernando, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Arash. How are you? I am good. You know, Fernando, I mean, this has been uh, talked about for a while. We were both in Las Vegas when, uh, you know, it was the last game for Brandon Staley. We kind of felt that at the half. Uh, we kind of felt that probably in the second quarter. Um, and huh. then at that point, the focus was really on, um, you know, who would be the future head coach of this team. The name that I kind of always thought about and we've talked about was Jim Harbaugh, you know, just, just because it looked like he was – you know, probably prepared to leave college football. And certainly when you look at the run that Michigan had, he wins the national championship. There's nothing left for him to prove. There may be uh, USC Pete Carroll-like sanctions coming down there where, like, I don't think he wants to be a part of that. Um, that aside, l- let's start here. Fernando, how significant is this moment for the Chargers? Well, obviously, I think alcohol uh, consumption is going to be going up tonight and not only Costa Mesa, not only Orange County and Los Angeles and in San Diego, because there's still a lot of fans in San Diego. But I, I, I think a lot of fans are very excited about this. Uh, uh, Rosh, we've talked about it. You've been around the team for a long time, as have I. This isn't in the Spanos MO. I mean, this is not something that they typically do. They don't go out and get the big fish. Uh, usually they go out and get, I thought this was going to be a Dan Quinn. Kellen Moore stays here. Uh, Dan Quinn handles a defense. Kellen Moore handles the offense. And let's see how it all goes. No, they decided to swing big. They went for Jim Harbaugh. We all knew Jim Harbaugh was going to want to handle analytics. Uh, strength and conditioning, no more, like injuries wanted to limit him. Um, nutrition, every, he was going to want to have his hands on everything. Uh, general manager, all that stuff. And before he even took the meeting, it kind of sounds like the Chargers had kind of agreed to all that. If not, I'm pretty sure Jim wouldn't have taken that meeting. So, um, so just it, 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 
it really surprised me that the that the Spanos family went this far, and then, uh, and it, it's <clears throat> it's pretty big for them because they haven't had somebody like this. I mean, the only other person that you can really name to this point is Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Since then, North Turner, they kept North Turner for way too long. Then you go with the inexperience of Mike McCoy. Uh, Anthony Lynn kind of brought a little bit of that moxie, a little a, a little bit of brash. Um, we saw him and Philip Rivers kind of trading, uh, words one time on the sideline and, and, uh, and, but just not enough. They move on. They go with Brandon Saley. We saw what happened with him and, and, uh, this is something new, completely different. And, and I'm sure Charger, um, uh, Dean Spanos needs to get honestly, this is, uh, this is a grand slam for him yeah. because, I honestly didn't think he would uh he would swing for the fences and uh get Jim Harbaugh. So kudos to him for uh for making this happen. Fernando, you've been covering this team for quite some time, going back to their time in San Diego. When you look at their past three hires, they hired coordinators with no prior head coaching experience. That's why when I talk to you and I talk to other people who've been covering this team for a while and you know the Spanos family, it was like, yes, that makes sense in theory that they should go after Jim Harbaugh, but this is not a family. This is not uh, a team that would generally does that. Do you think with the talent that they have, with them being in Los Angeles, you wrote a great column about this. You're competing against the Lakers, the Dodgers, uh, USC. You go down the list, the Rams with Sean McVay. Um, did they feel this was a move, a hire that they had to make? 100% not just that you needed something for Justin Herbert there they uh I I know they wouldn't come out and see this but uh I'm sure they feel like they they in a sense kind of wasted the last few years of Philip Rivers uh career and and I'm sure they kind of wish oh we wish we had a do-over for that well here's your do-over give this kid everything that uh that he could possibly have and that's somebody like Jim Harbaugh somebody who's going to come in and cater the offense to him somebody who's going to move heaven and and earth to to build an offense around this kid who's going to utilize him up to that point Arash there have been times where there were games even in that year where they made the playoffs where you thought they should be able to put these teams away but coaching got in the way of that well now with Jim Harbaugh that shouldn't be a problem like they they should be able to put some of these teams away look coaching matters I mean look at the four teams left in the playoffs I know Dan Campbell's probably the most inexperienced out of the uh out of the four coaches left but you have Andy Reid John Harbaugh you have Kyle Shanahan and you have Dan Campbell I mean those are four very good coaches four of the top coaches and you see why they're succeeding. Justin Herbert at quarterback with a Jim Harbaugh is probably the only one that you could probably put ahead of him because of what he's done with Andy Reid is Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, I mean, Justin Herbert has the talent to be up there. So uh, I'm sure that's what the Spanos family looked at. And they thought, you know what, we need we need to get there. So Jim and then Jim coming off the national championship. Um, I'm sure they, they really needed to get this done. And I'm sure that's, that's why they moved quickly to try and get this done so that they could, uh, they could steal a little bit of the headline, but also because they know that Jim Harbaugh was their guy from the beginning. 
Fernando, it's Grant. I think this is our first time talking with one another, but I love your Chargers nice coverage. You. Nice meeting you too. Um, I, I wanted to mention something uh, to the audience and to you as well. You know, they just got Jim Harbaugh, and that's a huge move. Um, and, and with a big draft coming up, I think the draft is going to be pretty big for the Chargers. Um, they have the third worst cap space situation in the league, so they can't really go any route there to kind of beef it up. But they do have a really good draft pick. And do you think that hiring a guy like Jim Harbaugh and the way he coaches, the way he wants guys to play, do you think that kind of affects the way they draft now? Because I always thought that they were going to go off after an offensive lineman. But now with Harbaugh, I think going after maybe a playmaker would probably supplement the team a little bit more. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, I definitely think they could go after a playmaker because uh, I think Jim is going to try and revamp the offensive line. And any any good general manager could come in here and uh, and make the moves necessary to get themselves cap space to be able to kind of fix some of the team because the Chargers do have holes. They don't. They only have one running back on the roster. They need some help on the offensive line. The defensive line needs some help. The linebackers aren't very good. Uh, they need some help at corner. The only very the only good corner that they have is Asante Samuel Jr. Um, they need some help at safety. So there there are some holes. But like you said, the thing is, Jim Harbaugh has set himself up to be like Pete Carroll was a couple of years ago, where he came in uh, to Seattle and he had an advantage. He had seen a lot of these uh, players, and remember, he stole some of these players as undrafted free agents or in late rounds. And everybody's like, "Why is he getting these guys?" And then it comes to turn around that Pete Carroll knew exactly who these players were. He turns around and makes them into Pro Bowl players, a legion of boom. Like he gets some players. So I expect Jim Harbaugh to do exactly the same, uh, thing that, cause Jim actually did that as well when he was with San Francisco. But then, uh, when you look at what, uh, what, that fifth pick means, I mean, Jim's always liked having a good tight end. He had one in Vernon Davis. The, the Chargers don't have that, so maybe a Brock Bowers to to get. I mean, uh, history kind of tells you like Dan Fouts had Kellen Winslow, Philip Rivers and Drew Brees had Antonio Gates. Maybe uh, uh, Justin Herbert gets Brock Bowers and goes that route, or maybe uh, Malik Neighbors. Maybe um, they go that route, or maybe if uh, if Arizona goes and uh, and decides to go offensive lineman to help protect uh, Kyler Murray. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. They had Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, and Brock Bauer sitting there. They literally are, are a fat guy at a buffet just ready to to <laughs> pounce on that. But, uh, but I could definitely see them go for a playmaker, especially because Joshua Palmer has kind of been injured. He's a playmaker, but he's been injured. Um, Quentin Johnson's kind of still a project. I, I expect him to be able to kind of, if, if Jim Harbaugh could, and his coaching staff can coach him up, I think he should be a, a, a good player for them, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time. All you really have is Keenan Allen right now. Yeah. So, uh, I definitely think that they're going to need a playmaker. And it looks like Malik Neighbors is, is the real deal. So is Marvin Harrison Jr., but Brock Bowers also looks like the real deal. So you can't fail with either one of those three. And then obviously Jim Harbaugh is your head coach. So, and then another thing is too, who's going to be the OC? That's going to be right. very, very important for the Chargers, uh, to pick. And, and I know I've seen, uh, Greg Roman's name out there, but I, I'd be very surprised if it's him knowing the Harbaugh's and how innovative they are. I kind of feel like they may go a different route with that uh, with that uh, offensive coordinator position. Fernando, who was the first head coach of the Chargers when you began to cover the team? 
Mike McCoy. That's what I thought. Okay, so you've had Mike McCoy, you've had D'Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. Again, three yep. um, nice guys. Yeah, I came, I came yeah. in the same year as Tom Telesco. Okay, well, there we go. And we'll get into yeah. Tom Telesco in a bit. Um, what? I, mean, I, never thought I'd out, I, I never thought I'd outlast <laughs> Tom Telesco, to be gonna, honest. I was going to say. Um, what? what um, <laughs> Your thoughts on just like again, you are one of the best on the Chargers beat. I mean, what what's your thoughts on covering now? In no disrespect, but quite frankly, listen, they hired three coordinators. <laughs> you are covering a bona fide superstar, and just having covered him for a very brief time at the Rose Bowl and the College Football uh, Playoff Championship, this guy's amazing. You you could have a blast. Yeah. With him. Your thoughts on covering Jim Harbaugh now? I, I, I honestly I don't know. I mean I've I've heard stuff about him. I've heard that he's kind of an, an enigma enig, yeah. enig, enigma, but yeah. uh I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see kinda what Jim Harbaugh the person is. I saw I think Josina Anderson tweet out that the press conference probably won't be until next week, so I'm I'm kinda like ah oh, like I kinda wanna see what it's like to to be there, but I'm actually wondering if he'll be at the AFC championship this weekend. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know what um I don't know what it's gonna be like because uh I mean everybody had their own thing. I mean Mike was a little bit uh standoffish at times, like it always felt like he was trying to there was always an angle with him. Like he was I don't know, whenever he talked to you one on one, it just felt awkward. Anthony was a good guy. Like Anthony was like one of these guys that um there was not no hidden agenda or anything, just a good guy, always shook your hand, always as as soon as he came in first thing, like as soon as he met me, uh he's like, What's your name again? I'm like Fernando. He's like, I'll never forget it. And the next oh, time I saw him, he's like, Fernando, how are you doing? I'm like, Oh, Anthony, good. Thank you so much for remembering my name. He's like, I'll never forget it. I'm telling you right now. And I'm like, I appreciate that. And then uh Brandon was a Brandon was a good guy um as well, but obviously uh you you kind of have to separate the two and it just didn't materialize. But yeah, Jim is uh definitely gonna be an interesting uh interesting cat i'm i'm definitely interested to see kind of how everything's gonna fall into place with uh him now at the helm all right you mentioned him let's get into tom telesco uh he is now after a long stint with the chargers going back to san diego uh the new general manager the las vegas raiders and they did something that the chargers will do now where they've hired the head coach before the gm generally speaking not a big fan of that but listen i i i kind of agree with both hires. Um, the way that they're spinning it in Las Vegas, Fernando, is that, listen, this guy knows how to draft. This guy knows how to put together a very talented team. He just did not get the right coach to get the most from that talent. What do you say to that, and what are your general thoughts on Tom Telesco going to the Raiders? Well, look, Tom Telesco... Um, how do I put this? <laughs> he, I, no, 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 no. I mean, no, no, I'm not. Tom, Tom has his strengths, and his strength was the cap was always great, and I understand why Mark Davis went with him. Uh, he's a veteran presence. He's been in the league. He knows the AFC West, so I completely understand the move, and it's a good way for a rookie head coach to have somebody like Tom that's been around. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I, I saw people tweet out, like, oh, he drafted Justin Herbert, 
And it's like, like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like Joe Burrow and Tua were already taken and Justin was drafted third. So like, let's pump it a little bit. But yes, like he, he does hit on first round, typically does hit on first round draft picks. Yes, he did get Jerry Tillery. Kenneth Murray, there are some hits and misses, just like every other general manager. The one thing that Tom Telesco that I kind of get on him for is the depth. Depth has always been a problem with these te- with these teams. Whenever a player's gone down, the next player just has not been able to step up, and the production just does go down. When Joey Bose has gone down, production has fallen. When Derwin James has gone down in the past, the production has fallen. A cornerback, whatever it is, the production. Uh, the, when Mike Williams has gone down, the production goes down. So that has been a knock on it when it comes to Tom Telesco that. There ha- and then there have been players that have been injured that have a lot of promise, but they do get uh, they do get injured. But um, he has had picks like or he has had guys undrafted guys like Tyrell Williams, like Austin Eckler, who he's hit on. Um, so yeah, there there have been some positives. There's negatives, just like every general manager. But at the same time, also zero. Div- he hasn't won the division. He's never won the division as a general manager. Yeah. He had a losing record as a general manager. So um, I honestly thought that he and Anthony Lynn should have been a package deal in 2020. What rescued him was the Justin Herbert debate of, hey, I drafted Justin Herbert. Well, if we really look at it, <laughs> like you kind of selected him the third. Like it's not like you jumped up ahead of Miami and said, hey, I, I want Justin Herbert. We're going to draft him. So, but. As a leader and as a guy in the front office, he's going to do great things. What I'm interested in, though, is the whole cigar smoking and some of these celebrations. I feel yeah. like he's going to want to kind of tone that stuff down because that's not uh, that's not really his mo. But uh, and as a human being, I mean the guy the guy's an awesome guy. I mean when I went to Notre Dame for to go cover the uh, the Irish, he uh, first press conference without me being there, he shouted me out on uh, during the presser and everything. So he's an awesome guy. But uh, but yeah, they're just like every general manager. There's positives and there's negatives. So uh, Raider Raider fans should just be ready for that because. Yeah, there are some big positives, but there's also some negatives. So, um, it's just, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to take it all, all in because that's kind of how it is with, uh, with him. Yeah. Fernando, uh, uh, my issue with the Chargers has never been roster construction. I felt like, you know, there were some areas they could have improved in, but I think the thing was always injuries. It was always coaching. I don't think it was ever about the GM. I'm just wondering. It, if they do bring someone in, you know, because I know Harbaugh's going to have a lot of say in what they do, and I know that Justin Herbert has a lot of say in everything, just a lot like a lot of other stars do. Do you think if they bring someone in, it's going to be a shift in kind of philosophy? Do you think it's going to match Harbaugh? Do you think that he wants somebody to kind of contrast him? Or do you think that the Spanoses want somebody to kind of contrast him? I'm just kind of curious about that that vacant GM position now. No, I, I'm sure it's going to be a yin and a yang. That's usually how the general manager and the head coach kind of go. But it's not going to be like a trend bulky and hit and uh, Jim Harbaugh. Like, this is going to be like somebody that aligns with the philosophy, but somebody that also, like, will challenge him. That's why I feel like they're going with a route of, like, somebody who's been close to his uh, brother or, like, Ed Dodds or somebody who's been around the organization of the Baltimore Ravens, somebody who John Tru- 
trust. When he's relied on his brother, great things have happened. That's what happened. That's what the the turnaround with Michigan. That's when uh, Jim Harbaugh turned everything around. He turned to his brother and he said, "Bro, I, I, this is not going well. What can I do?" And uh, and he told him like, I, "You need to do this or you need to do that." And uh, and he sent him a couple of coaches. And to help him out. So that's when he really turned it around. So I think that's why he's leaning on that. But um, I think what really is going to go on is uh, is he's going to get somebody who's kind of not the opposite of him. But somebody who obviously matches the philosophy of winning. But at the same time, it's going to be like, yeah, they might they might have some differences in the way they approach things, which I'm sure Jim is fine with. Jim doesn't 100% need to have a say in everything, but I'm sure it's going to be like, he doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't 100% have to have a say in everything. Like he's going to let the general manager do his job, just like he hopes the general manager lets him do his job. But at the same time, it's like when they discuss everything, it's going to be teamwork. If that makes sense, like that, that's basically what it is. Like he's going to let them do their job. He's going to do his job and that's how it's going to be. But when it comes to like analytics, this, that, that's what he wants to say. And when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that he wants the opposite of what happened in San Francisco. Like he wants to make sure that he and the, uh, and the general manager are a tag team, not enemies. Like he wants to make sure that they're on the same page when it comes to um, their vision for this organization and this team. Yeah, I I totally agree. Excited for the press conference next week. This is this was the home run hire. This is the this is what's going to move the needle for the Chargers here in Los Angeles, and I'm very excited for that. Fernando, you're the best. Looking forward to your coverage uh, this week, next week as the uh, Chargers. Move on to the Jim Harbaugh time period. Jim Harbaugh time here in Los Angeles. Fernando, you're the best. Uh, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Lakers and Clippers. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, just picking up from where we left off last segment, talking about the big uh, grand slam, slam dunk, home run, touchdown higher by the Chargers (laughs) of Jim Harbaugh. Let's welcome back in uh, Grant Mona and uh, Jihei Wiley of the Sporting Tribune. Um, All right, Jihei, uh, just because you, you... uh, we're not in on the first segment. Uh, you know, this was the, I, I think 
And this was a transformative hire by the Chargers. You're, you're getting someone with a track record of success, someone who has turned around programs, teams, whether you go back to the University of San Diego, to Stanford, to San Francisco 49ers, to Michigan. Yeah, he comes in and he turns that program around sometimes very quickly, um, as Brandon will probably uh, attest to. The 49ers were a dumpster fire for a decade when he walked in there. They had uh, not made it to the postseason in eight years. They were below 500 during that time. He comes in, and in year one, Grant, you probably remember this, 13-3 and and in the conference championship game, back again 12-4 and in the uh, Super Bowl, and then the third year back in the conference championship game. I mean, they were always in contention. Jihei, your thoughts on uh, Jim Harbaugh being the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? I mean, I'm sure the Chargers fans are stoked. They're super psyched, but I don't want you guys to all put the cart ahead of the horse. It does take time. I know we put this in our group chat that he he is um, going against the cap (laughs) big time. (laughs) So he's going to have to learn how to uh, function with, you know, I don't want to say little to no money, but how to move money around, so to speak, right? So um, I think that that's going to be a struggle, I think, for the Chargers. I think – I don't want to be negative Nancy on this one, though, because, I mean, he does have Justin Herbert. He has Austin Eckler. He has so many weapons on the offensive end that – and on the defensive end. I mean, on paper, this team should be in playoff contention every season. Like, there's no – there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, maybe the, he's just their missing piece. We always talk about missing pieces. Harbaugh probably the missing piece. So congratulations to the Chargers. But you know, let's. I would baby step this. <laughs> like just being a realistic fan, I would I would baby step this, right? I I'm, I'm not saying that he's not going to be able to do it. He has a track record, obviously, of getting them there. Um, his brother is better at winning the whole entire thing, but he's, he's, he's been known to get them there. So I, I love, I, I love the tire. I think it's great. Congratulations to all you Charger fans out there. But again, take it with a grain of salt because that's what I'm doing. Um, great. I, I think GA brings up a good point about the cap and we talked about it, uh, previously. However, uh, they have the talent there again at the skill positions, at the positions that you want players at, whether it's a pass, pass rusher, quarterback, Yes, they don't have a lot of cap room, but, but that's because a lot of their cap is tied up to some of the on paper. Now we'll see how they do on the field. Best players in the league. So it's like, if you can get a coach in there to coach up these guys to do what we think that they can do, I'm, I'm fine with not having a ton of cap room. I mean, again, he's not walking into a rebuild. He's walking into a team that on paper, a lot of people predicted would contend this year and a year ago had a 20 to 7, 27 to 0 lead on Jacksonville, should have moved on to the divisional round. I mean, so this is a playoff team. Your thoughts now on Jim Harbaugh being the new head coach of the Chargers? Yeah, it was the right move. It was easily a home run hire. It's something that they needed to do to shift the narrative of the Chargers, kind of get people to put more eyes on them. Um, and not just that, but they needed that type of voice in the locker room. They needed that type of veteran guy that has been proven to do it at both levels, college and the NFL. And Jihei Arash, you know, I like to connect a lot of things to the Clippers, and I connect the, the Chargers a lot to the Clippers just because they're kind of in similar scenarios right now. And the Clippers don't have any cap space, right? 
and they still have one of the best teams in basketball because they they put the stars in place and use that cap space. It's kind of the same thing with the Chargers to where you don't really need to go out and make a big splash in free agency. If you want to restructure contracts, fine, do that. That's how you can create more cap space. And that's maybe something that they'll they'll try to follow. But for the Chargers, they already have the star quarterback. They have the star, two star, def- actually three star defensive players and Derwin James, Khalil Mack, and, and Bosa. Uh, and then they also have Keenan Allen. And I don't know if Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are going to be back next year. I don't know what kind of direction they're going. And they still have that fifth overall pick. And that is a huge deal because they can go get another playmaker with that draft pick. They can go get a Malik Neighbors. They can go get a Brock Bowers. They can go get a, a Dunaze if he's available at that spot. So they have so much still. Gee, hey, you're right. They don't have a lot of cap space to work with. But I, I kind of connect it to the Clippers to where they already have the core in place and then they're just adding around it now. Now you can go get guys on a veteran minimum that kind of fit what Jim Harbaugh wants to do. Um, so I, I'm not really worried in that regard, and I'm not really worried about their talent either. Sure, they have a lot of areas to maybe upgrade in or develop, but I think with a core there, that's probably why Jim Harbaugh chose the Chargers, because they do have such a good starting point now. My issue with them was never roster construction, and I said this in segment one. It was always the injury and the health and the play and also the coaching of those stars. So now they have that big time name who I think is going to make an immediate impact, much like we saw. And I know he's a rookie head coach, but D'Amico Ryans, I keep going back to that. He made such a big difference for that Texans culture, which then helped them establish a winning you know, kind of culture there, too. So I'm not really worried about the roster, but man, what a hire for the Chargers. They needed this. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more primetime Chargers games. Oh, yeah. You know, Greg, I mean, you bring up a great point in terms of the culture. I think I think, I think it's hard for a young coach coming into a head coaching job for the first time in his career to do that. Again, you may have been on good staffs. You may have been a very good coordinator, but... When you look at Brandon Staley and D'Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy, they were good coordinators. They've, they're, they're, they're good football coaches. But I mean, again, the Chargers job at this point in time, now that they're in Los Angeles and they're at SoFi Stadium and they're moving into a brand new practice facility here in the South Bay, this is not a training ground. This was not a job that you gave it to a coordinator. Uh, this is, and, and again, a lot of it has to do with the quarterback, right, Grant? Like, uh, we've heard that Jim Harbaugh, prior to even taking this job, was infatuated by Justin Herbert, saying that he's the best young quarterback in the league, da da da. And now that they're connected, and again, the track record, I keep going back to that. This is how you know, and again, Grant, we talked about this, um, and I want to get your thoughts on this. When we looked at, like, who would you hire in, in a perfect world, whether it's Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll or Jim Harbaugh, like, you, you you, and I both said Jim Harbaugh just because of look what he did. Like, like everywhere he's gone, back to University of San Diego, small program, never did a thing. Turned that around. Turned around Stanford. Turned around the San Francisco 49ers. Turned around Michigan. And, again, I know Michigan's Michigan. Look at where they were uh, when Jim Harbaugh took that job. They were not in a good p- position. This was the right coach. Um, and again, I think Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh and the uh, connection to Justin Herbert will be perfect. 
And that's a perfect segue because I was just going to mention uh, Bruce Feldman, who's on, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. He said, another big thing to keep an eye on with Michigan is whether Jim Harbaugh brings Ben Herbert to the Chargers. So yeah. Ben Herbert was the Michigan strength coach, and he played a huge role in the culture and, and the ability to develop guys. Um, and I'm, I'm expecting Harbaugh to bring him with him yeah. because it's, it's a Herbert. Obviously you got to bring him with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that you're right. That connection between the culture and what they have already, I think that it go, it pays dividends down the line. And I know that maybe you won't see a 15 in one record immediately. You won't see this enormous change, but even Arash getting into the playoffs and maybe yeah. winning a playoff game, that's already a huge accomplishment. And I know Charger fans would be pretty happy with that. So, um, you're right. It, it's just for me on so many levels, they needed to go after that big name. They needed to be able to compete with a Rams team that has already won a Super Bowl in LA in that stadium. And I think this is the first step towards that. And now the second step is them putting all these words and all these actions onto the field. Jihei and Grant, I want to get your thoughts on this. When the Chargers first moved to Los Angeles, and again, they did so a year following the Rams, and that was part of the, the deal was like, you know, let's see if we can get a stadium built in San Diego, and they couldn't, so they moved here in 2017. Uh, their slogan was, fight for LA. We want to fight for LA, and they got a lot of flack for that, and, you know, uh, the Rams kind of laughed at that from afar. Um this is really the first time, quite frankly, that I've seen that fight in terms of them planting a flag right in the South Bay, right next to the Lakers, right next to the Kings. Uh, I've, I've heard some of the plans, by the way, GA, that they want to do for the draft party. That they have a top five pick. They want to do it on the Manhattan Beach Pier. We'll wow. see if that ends up happening. But they, they, they are now in Los Angeles, right? It was really part of the joke was like, you're, you're fighting for Los Angeles while you're in Costa Mesa. And your quarterback is commuting from San Diego. Like, what the heck is going on? This is different. This is different. They're planting a flag here in Los Angeles, here in the South Bay. They got a top five pick. They got one of the best coaches in the league. My question to you both, and I'm going to start with you, Jihei, um, the Rams. Listen, the, the Rams have had a consistent success over the past few years since they've had Sean McVay. Again, two trips to the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl championship. Not only a Super Bowl championship, one that was won at SoFi Stadium. Do you believe that the Chargers can make headway? Like, if they go on a run here, uh, very similar to the run Harbaugh had in San, uh, sorry, San Francisco, where, you know, three consecutive trips to the conference championship game, a Super Bowl berth, you got to probably throw in a Super Bowl win to compete with the Rams. Is Los Angeles still up for grabs if you're a Los Angeles football fan? First of all, I'd like first of all, I'd like to say, don't do it in Manhattan Beach. I don't want to walk that far. So can you do move that move all that to that watch party in Hermosa? So I don't okay. have to go so far. Perhaps they will. Um, <laughs> um, the city of Hermosa could definitely use your money. Manhattan Beach is loaded. They don't, they don't need your money. Um, <laughs> but that but that that all being said, I mean it's always going to be an uphill battle to get, you know, it, it's, you know, Grant, Grant brings up a great point about comparing the Chargers to the Clippers. It's always going to be an uphill battle. You're not only, not only are, no offense, but not only are you competing with the Rams, um, but you're competing against the Lakers for some time and some energy and love and whatever with this community. You're at, competing with the Dodgers, you know, who have never left as well. You know, you're yeah. competing with, you're competing with the Kings. 
who also who they have a very loyal fan base. Granted, it's mainly in the South Bay, but they have a really great fan base. Um, even when um, I, be- I believe like Kings played the Rangers um, a few days ago and everybody showed up for that game. You yeah. know what I mean? So I just, I, it's just, it's always going to be an uphill battle. I will, however, give props to the organization, to um, the ownership for finally making this baller hire, for yeah. making this amazing, cele- quote unquote, celebrity hire, right? I mean, by doing this, it shows that you're trying to be in contention for the fight for LA. So that I'll give you, I'll give them a little bit of, of credit on that one. Um, that being said, can, uh, that being said, can they make a run in LA? Yeah, if you win. Yeah. You know, uh, everything's forgiven when you win. Like, everything. There's a lot that, I, I'm not going to blow up anybody's spot, but a lot gets forgiven when you bring home championships. So, if they do that, and I think Harbaugh can, has the potential to do that, he's, he's shown it, obviously. Um, you know, sky's the limit for that for that team. You're going to see a lot of Chargers flags coming out. You're going <laughs> to we'll see a see lot of, um, I, I think you have, you, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you saw a lot of, like, first of That's all, true. Yeah, yeah. even when the Rams won, you know, even when the Rams won before, they didn't, you didn't see a lot of Rams flags floating around, you know, like, it, it wasn't, like, prevalent everywhere in L.A. Now you're going to see a late, regardless of whether they win or they lose, and fans will let, let their voices know, but there's yeah. always going to be Laker fans flags flying everywhere, whether it says, you know, whether it says 2020 championships or whether it says the LA Lakers versus like the chargers, you know, they got to earn it and you guys got to earn it. And you have to, earn, especially in the town, you have to earn it when they're so used to winning um, at, at an exponential um, rate. So I, I think again, all will be forgiven once you win. If you consistently win, if you can win like one every 10 years, I think that they'd be fine oh, sure. because yeah. I'm, I have low expectations. So like, yeah. I think that if they won one every 10 or one every five years, great. Well, I mean, I think it's important to know in their franchise history, they've never won a Super Bowl and they've only appeared in one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if they can yeah. win one, that would be tremendous. Grant, the fight for L.A., does it still exist? Yeah, sure. I mean, it still exists. And this is what I was going to mention is that the Rams are still fighting the Niners fans, yeah. the Raiders fans, and the Cowboys fans. No. So it's not like the Rams are the Lakers <laughs> and the Clippers are the Chargers. You know, it's not the same thing. So I think both of these teams are trying to fight for L.A. right now. And yeah. the Rams won a Super Bowl already, and they're still kind of the minority in Los Angeles. So I know that fan base is growing by the minute, and I can see it. Every time I go to games, every time I'm around, I see more and more Rams gear and flags, like G.H. said. But... The Chargers and the Rams are still trying to fight this uphill battle of being reintegrated into Los Angeles and trying to be held to the standard of the Kings and the Dodgers and the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, it's not just the Chargers. It's the Rams as well. And for the Chargers, I mean, I know I connect, like I said, I connect so much to the Clippers, but when the Clippers got Donald Sterling out of there and they brought in a new voice and a new guy in Steve Ballmer, a guy that cared about basketball and the fans and the players, there was just a shift in mentality and culture there. 
I think the same thing can happen here with the Chargers. And that's, that's not to say that anybody beforehand was that disgusting and that bad. I'm not saying that. But when you bring in a name like this, when you bring in a guy with a reputation like this, it does have an effect not just on the, on the team, but it has an effect on the fans, the way people look at you, um, the way your, your winning mentality changes. Now the Clippers are building their own arena. They have an excellent contending team, the Chargers. They have a brand new stadium. They're trying to win a first Super Bowl. They have a winning mentality now. They have the core star players. So, um, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the two, but I think that for the Chargers and the Rams, they're both trying to fight this uphill battle of trying to being reintegrated and becoming one of those teams in LA. Um, it's a great point because again, you know, nothing compares to Donald Sterling. However, um, again, forget what Sterling said. The Spanoses were uh, thought to be, um, hate to use the word cheap, but again, I mean, the, the, yeah. the reason that people did not think they were going to make a big splash is that they have not historically done that. I will compare this to the Doc Rivers hire. And the reason that, that I say that it was historically speaking, the Clippers had always hired a coach who was not currently employed, who like, like nobody wanted. It, it, it wasn't a big splash. They brought in a coach who, Hey, I need a job. Uh, they, they're not going to pay well, but shoot, you want to be a head coach in this league with Doc Rivers. It was different. I mean, they, they, they post him from the Celtics. They traded a first round pick to yeah. bring him on board. They gave him a big contract. I mean, that, that, that shifted the perception of the Clippers that move. Um, so, and again, it didn't result in a championship, but that's, but besides the point, it shifted the culture of the team. Jihei. Um, well, I, I forgot my question, but I, I, I actually, uh, I actually wanted to know now that you bring about the, um, and you're totally right. You know, I mean, everybody recognize, great recognizes great. You know, Doc had just come off of winning a championship with the Celtics. You know, you want to have Ty Lue with, with Cleveland and with LeBron. So he has that in his repertoire and he has that in, on his resume. I actually want to know, and this is a random question. I want to know what happened to Vin Del Negro. Because Thank you know, you. it's a great question because Vinny, I, when, when you now look back at it, he took the Clippers as far as Doc did. Like he got them to the second round. Uh, I'm right? sure Grant remembers one of the great comebacks oh, yeah. of all time against the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, wasn't a yep. bad coach now. Like, 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 is he a top 10 coach? No, but like the guy won coach of the year. The guys led his team to play. I love Vinny Del Negro, and every time I see him, like, you know, and I haven't seen him in a while, but, like, uh, fond memories of him. It is a random question, G.A., but a very good one, and I'm going to have to go to Google. Maybe you or uh, Grant can uh, look that up before we uh, close out today. But, like, he is not coached in the NBA. He's not had a head coaching job. He was broadcasting the last time I talked to him. He was on the NBA uh, channel and, you know, yeah, he's still on NBA TV. So he's I mean, still on NBA TV, according yeah, to way, Wikipedia. So. He's he's great on TV, but I mean, he he, and who knows if he wants this opportunity? And I'm sure he does. He he did nothing wrong uh, to not get another chance to be a head coach in this league. So um, you know, listen, like as you look back at uh, his time with the Clippers and you compare it to Doc's, like they both got the Clippers to round two, and that was about it. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see um, how far the Clippers get uh, this season. Again, excited to uh, see what 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 they do. Again, big win against the Lakers a couple of nights ago, and you know, like 
as they now kind of go through the schedule and, you know, only a couple games out of the number one seed, just, uh, you know, perhaps they open up into a dome grant by raising a championship. Maybe there. Vinny Del Negro will be at that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that whole era, <laughs> that whole era. That whole era deserves flowers before we go. I, that whole I, era I deserves agree. flowers. I agree. Hopefully they Absolutely. recognize that. Bring back Ralph Lawler. Put a yeah. banner for him. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.